Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Relationship Wednesdays. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we're here tonight to talk about relationships. We've had a powerful couple of weeks on the show with our um, love panel and our relationship experts. And this week we're taking a little bit of a jump because it's springtime. People are making changes and thinking about what to do with careers, you know, where to start new, what to do. And um, we want to talk about work relationships tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited about this topic, Dr. Well. You know, my background here is uh, in resume consults, lock, uh, mock interviews, um, career counseling, things of that nature. My background is in corporate America. And so this is just up my topic. I'm really passionate about it, to be honest with you. Absolutely. And over the next three weeks, Darren's running a career counseling group here at Noel and Associates. Darren, do you want to talk just briefly about what those topics are that you're covering? Definitely, definitely. We're going to take people from where they are right now in their career and help them get to where they want to go in the next, you know, two to three years, then also next five to ten years. We're going to be reviewing uh, resumes, how to improve your resume, get the job that you want. We're going to do some mock interviews, what questions to ask, what questions, how to answer questions that you interview. And then once you start your new job, how do you have a successful transition and get started properly? Absolutely. We'll cover all those different topics during the four-week training course. And we can do that in-house. But if you all want to Skype with Darren, uh, just go ahead and call the office, 630-428-2344, and schedule um, some Skype time with him to go over resumes, do mock interviews. I mean, technology is an amazing tool to use. So no matter where you are, we can help you with what's happening for you. Absolutely. Um, tonight, if you have questions or comments, our call-in is 323-693-3835. Again, tonight, if you have questions, our call-in is 323-693-3835. Right. Well, let's start us off, Dr. Well, just kind of uh, in terms of workplace relationships. We start us off with the first one is knowing who your boss is, okay? And they say most people leave or stay with a company because of their boss, right? You don't necessarily quit the company. You quit your boss. Look at that person who's dealing with you on a day-to-day basis, providing you a performance review, uh, providing your bonus and rewards uh, recognition uh, based on your performance. That's who you're really tied into. That's the first person you need to understand where they, where they're at, what they're looking for. And specifically, let's get into specifics. You want to look at what is their communication style. Okay, as you're meeting your boss, it's for the first time. Okay, are they a person who communicates via email? Are they a face-to-face person? Are they someone who likes phone messages, texting? Okay. I had uh, two bosses recently, and uh, could have, you know, sometimes you have, you're in a situation where you have a straight line, and then also a matrix manager, right? Somebody who is a functional leader, things of that nature, and they were totally different in their communication style. One was fine with very top-line overviews, providing updates, things of that nature, and one person is very detailed, kind of nitty-gritty. And but sometimes it takes some time to figure out what that person's communication style is because you can be communicating with somebody and then, you know, they're not understanding what you're trying to communicate. You know, you're going back and forth via email because you're not detailed enough. Sometimes you're, you know, like you're too detailed and that's bothering them. Hey, I don't need to know this information. I need to know were you successful? Did you meet the goal? I don't need to know how you did it. So you need to find out how your boss communicates and how he, want, he or she wants you to communicate with them. Now, one of the things I'm going to say is I get a lot of referrals from people that have work stress mm-hmm. um, because of work-life balance, 
the expectations at work, yes. um, like you're talking about. Maybe you have a boss that you report to directly, but maybe there's someone over your group that's a lead that you yes. report to them. And then maybe there's someone over a lead of a project and you report to them. And then boss number, parent A, I'm going to kind of refer to it like, we'll say I want this done, and the next boss will say they want something done different, then the next lead will say they want something done different. And people are having trouble kind of navigating that and figuring out what to do with it. So your suggestion is get to learn them all. Get to learn them all, but in that situation – I would say, who is the primary person that's going to be doing your performance review? Okay, you can have a whole bunch of, you know, uh, dotted lines and matrix managers and things of that nature, but at the end of the day, who is the one that's going to be sitting down with you and giving your performance review? Whoever that person is, that's the person you need to make sure that you and that person are locking step. They know exactly what you're working on. They know uh, where you're at in the process for achieving your goals, okay? Everybody else is updated. You want to keep them updated, but you need to know, the person who's going to be sitting down with you, giving you a performance review, that's your number one priority in keeping that person happy and satisfied with your performance. So can I ask a question? Sure. See, yes, your performance review is important, but isn't the work important too? At the end at the end of the day, the performance review, how that person is valued, how they feel about you, is really what your performance is. Because you can think that you're doing well and things of that nature, but when they sit down with you, in a, if it's a quarterly basis, semi-annual, and end of the year, this is how you're doing on paper. This is how your bonuses are going to be based on this is how you're going to stay with the company or not. You know, you may think you're doing well, but when you sit down with the person, they say you're below expectation in these five different uh, key metrics. So guess what? They're going to put you on a performance review. Like, wait a minute, I thought I was doing good. Because you were not locked in step with the person who's going to be evaluating you. Okay. 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 You know, I always tell people, figure out who you have to please. Yes. Um, because there's all, even though you might have six or seven people telling you what to do, and corporate America is changing where everybody's a part of several teams and people are doing collateral work and you're working on five or seven projects together, you're going to have to figure out how to prioritize. And you figure out, just in my opinion, how to prioritize by whose bottom line is the most important. Absolutely. I agree with that. You talk about corporate America changing, you know, Probably 10 years ago, some people had cell phones, corporate cell phones. Maybe you know, half people had beepers. Now almost everybody has a corporate cell phone. Absolutely. Or your, your personal cell phone is on the list, right? So one of the expectations I find out from your boss is the level of communication they are expecting. I know some people are like, you know what, I sent you a text at 11 p.m. I'm expecting an answer back. You know, is that the environment that you're at? Or, you know what, even I sent you a, te- or I sent you a message after hours, Get it back to me the next morning, that's fine. You know, you need to understand how your manager, okay, is expecting you to communicate, okay, via text messages, email, after hours, weekends, you know. Is he expecting you to respond to that email on, on a weekend? I think also, Darren, is that even though you can ask your manager what they want, they may not always be able to articulate exactly what it is. I not You hit it right on the head. This in this. Learning this is not necessarily just asking. That's part of it, but also observing, you know. They can say whatever they want to, but are they mad because you did not do that response over the weekend? And the next morning, say, huh, I didn't get an answer back. Mm-hmm. I thought you said that it was okay the next morning. Yeah, but this was kind of important. Oh, okay, I'm putting the, the, the you know, I'm right. I see he, he or she may be saying this, but the true expectation is this, right? you know. You, you know, is everybody else responding back? At nighttime, you're the only one who's not, even though they say you don't have to respond. Okay, I'm reading between the lines. I, I need to be responding to this. Absolutely. Okay, so you have, you have to learn your boss. 
Okay. Find out what if they, what's the top three things that this person is expecting from me, especially if you're this is a new job or a new position, a new company. What's the top three things that they're expecting you to do in this role? I mean, I need you. Your main thing. I need this. Get this warehouse cleaned up. It's a mess. We got a, a we had an audit. Our customers were not happy because it was too messy. I need you to get this cleaned up. You know, the morale in the department is low. I need you to improve the morale in the in the department. I need you to save money for this sector. We have a whole bunch of safety issues. We had OSHA come into the plant. We almost shut down because five people got hurt last year. You know, we need to improve sales. What are the say, top three things right. of a, that this person is wanting from you? We need your customer satisfaction. We need your customer We need your paperwork complete. Absolutely. We need evidence that you're bringing us in money. Yeah. We need to give positive satisfaction surveys. And that, these are the kinds of things that cause a lot of stress, right? Because we take on a job, people take on jobs, and they say, I've got all these demands on me. How can I manage them? What do I do? Absolutely. And with that, especially when you're new, okay, find out why you are there in the position you're at now. Did the last person before you flop or the last two people before you flop? We had some people come up. They couldn't handle it. They weren't successful. That's why you're here now. Did the person before you just get a promotion? Great person. Uh, she did awesome, but she went on to uh, another Went on the corporate. Okay, went over to a new location. That's why you're there. Okay, find out what you're there. Well, you know, like, what are you stepping into? Okay, that's important for you to know, so you know. Okay, the person was great. You just do the same thing that you're going to be great. Okay, the last person was a flop, so don't do what they did because they totally flopped. So under, get that understanding as you're walking into it. Absolutely, and I'm one that that I want. You know, I always encourage people when I do career coaching with folks, sort of survey the land. Mm -hmm. Figure out the culture of the company. Find out what's going on because a lot of people come from old companies or different companies. You get your new job. You left that old job for some reason. Then you get your new job and you're hung up on, we used to do it a different way at the other place. Right. That's not what the other supervisor asked of me. But you need to find out what's needed of you in the location that you're in. You hit it right on the head, Dr. Well, the next thing is know your company because every single company is different. So even divisions are different. Locations are different, okay, within a company. So the, the company work environment that you're in, you need to understand what the, what the values and what the vision are for the company and the vision plant that you are currently at. Is it honesty? You know, we expect everybody to be honest, okay? That's, that's their big thing, honesty. You know, you know if, if it's bad, I need you to, to, to come up front. Don't beat around the bush. We need you to be honest. Okay, customer satisfaction is for, I don't care what you need to do, you need to satisfy the customer. Is that the corporate culture? You know, we may be losing a little bit of money, but if our customers are happy, hey, it'll work out in the end. So coming, you know, whatever it is. Okay, innovation. Some companies value innovation. Oh, you came up with something that no one else thought about, a new way of doing it. That's the big thing. You're going to get a star on your chest if you're innovative. Some companies, they're not necessarily innovative. Let's just reuse the wheel. You know, the other location that was number one in sales just do what they're doing. Oh, that person was great. They uh, redid, you know, they brought over the program from the Southeast Division. Why you? Because oh, they don't want you to innovate. Somebody else is already doing something good. Why are you wasting time innovating when someone else already has it? So just, some companies don't innovate. Just take what we have already and implement it here. Every single company is different, and you need to know what your company is looking for and what they value. It is not necessarily a right or wrong answer. Absolutely. Okay, you just need to know what. So what you need to do is be successful. Right. Okay. What are the key metrics? Okay. What are they? What are the main things that you're going to be graded on? Understand that the company value. Okay. You know, safety is important. Finances. You got to hit up financial numbers. Okay. Whatever the case may be. Customer satisfaction. That's what it is. Um, 
communication style via email. This is a big one. You know, sometimes you'll get an email uh, to you, but five people are copying on it, okay? I've been in situations, you send an email back to only the person that sent it. How come you didn't copy everybody on the email? Everybody needs to know that information. Been in other situations where you respond to everybody back. Why did you respond to everybody? You were only supposed to respond to me. Some stuff you learn is stuff through trial and error. But it's the board stuff. This is stuff that can stop people from getting promotions. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you. I've heard people come to me on feedback say, you know what, I thought I was going to get this promotion, but guess what? On my feedback, they said you couldn't effectively communicate via email, so you're not ready to move on to the next level. It may seem very minor, but it is crucial for your uh, success in your career. Let me give you one example. I get a lot from my sure. clients with email correspondence. The all caps mistake. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Okay. Go ahead. No, but it's the, it's the you get an email from someone and then you respond in all caps. Maybe not on purpose, maybe not to be mean, maybe it's just the way that you do things, but you respond in all capital letters and they still yell that. Right. So why did you do that? I always try and respond in like to the way someone sent me an email. It maybe seems simple. Someone says, you know, hi, Darren. You know, some people are feeling like that. You start all the emails with hi. Guess what? I'm writing you back. Hi. Right. Okay. Right. So I'm Absolutely. gonna come. I'm gonna come back to you like that. Some people just don't need no no uh, introduction. Just you know, where's that report? Right. I'm gonna send it right back like that. Right. So it may seem simple, but it keeps people it keeps people happy. You're communicating the way they communicate, and it causes less friction. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you're doing those things, I think it's really important to find out. Again, who is the audience that you're speaking to when you're emailing people? Who's the group of people that will that get to make the decision? How do they like to be talked to? Do people do all lowercase when they do emails at your at your job? Do people do all uppercase? Do you highlight? What are those things? And and again, these things may seem small, but they go to the culture of an organization and how an organization responds to its leaders, its workers, um, as they're doing things. So it's really important to be looking at how you do the little things. You know, some other things to think about is um, are you the leader? Where, where do you fit in an organization? Are you a leader of your department? Are you a leader of your area? Are you a, um, a worker that just needs to do the work that you need to do and then manage it that way? So figure out, just like Darren said a little bit earlier, what is your purpose at the company? Why do, why do they have you? What are you, what are you there to do? How do you help them with the bottom line? Are you a team player? Are you a lead? Where do you fit in those things? Um, another thing is the the language of the company. One of the things I've noticed a lot is learning how to speak the language of your supervisor, of your team, of people that work under you, of people that work above you, for people that work beside you. Learning to speak their language. And a lot of people feel like, and I've, I've had a lot of patients say this to me, Dr. Noel, I feel like that's so phony for me to be figuring out what they need. Why can't people accept me just as I am? That's a really big um, concern that people have. Why can't I just be me? Other people get to be them. Why can't I be me at work? And one of the things is, is that no one hires you just because of who you are. They hire you for the skills that you have, right? Number two People expect you to, like, win in Rome to as the Romans. So if everyone at this company is is behaving a certain way, not, and I'm not saying, like, be bullied, conform to everything somebody's asking you to conform to, but learn the rules of engagement of your organization. Learn, I'm going to say that again, learn the rules 
of engagement of your organization and engage in that way. If you can't engage in that way, if if that's not who you are, if you can't manage that, then it's okay if you have to switch organizations. And a lot of people say, you know, I came in, I thought the job was going to be perfect and match for me. I've got the skill level. I know what I'm doing. I like what I'm doing. But the culture is something that they can't take. And most people leave organizations because it's a cultural thing that they can't take. So, again, learn the culture of your organization. Learn the rules of engagement of your organization, and that will be helpful. Perfect, Dr. Well, perfect. I mean, these are key things that folks need to do, okay? Now, we talked about knowing your boss, knowing your company, okay? You need to know that. And the next one, I also recommend, you know, knowing your coworkers, okay? Knowing your coworkers because your coworkers are going to be vital to your success as well, okay? On the coworker standpoint, well, a couple of things I recommend, okay? Know, understand how your coworkers are being evaluated, okay? Just like you have to know what the key metrics you're going to be graded on, understand how your coworkers are going to be evaluated because you know what's going to be important to them. So if you know they need to make sure downtime is low and you're the one who supports that, okay, and you're not helping them, guess what? They're going to be frustrated at you. If you know they're trying to get sales up and you're in some form or fashion supporting that, you need to be encouraging that. Otherwise, guess what? You're taking them away from their goals or, hindering them and achieving their goals and achieving their bonuses, guess what? They're going to have a problem with you. Okay, so understand what's important to your coworkers. Understand how they communicate. If it's face-to-face, email, phone, okay, so you can be effective in your communication. Understand how they're going to communicate with you, okay? A couple other things. Understand where your coworkers are in the hierarchy in the company. That's officially as well as unofficially, you know? If somebody, you know, the kind of the golden child, they're the next one to take two leaps, okay? So anything they say, they get. If they like you, you're on the fast track too. If they don't like you, you know, you're out the door. You, they, guess this is real, okay? Places are like that. So guess what? Understand who the key players are. It's officially or unofficially. Again, they may have the same level as you, okay? They're a, a director. They're a manager. They're a, a vice president, whatever the case may be, they're a supervisor. They could be at the same level as you are, okay, officially, but unofficially they're, they're headed somewhere else. And, again, they're almost acting like the next level up unofficially. So you need to know who to, who to make sure that is comfortable with you, who's got your back, okay, and who's maybe you need to work on improving that relationship because if they like you, again, you're going to be headed up to the next level, Okay. Understand also, there could be some people who throw people under the bus. You, know, you heard about that. You're in a big meeting. It's, oh, Bob messed that order up, okay? He really screwed it. He didn't, uh, he didn't make his quota this month, okay? And they're throwing it out like, well, wait a minute. You know, they may not have all the facts, but they're putting bad information out there on you, okay? And now that gets out everywhere, and now people have that idea about you in their mind, and it may not be true. But you have to understand who are the people that throw you under the bus. And if, that, if you know people like that, guess what? You've got to protect yourself against that, okay? So just have to understand who you're dealing with, okay? Um, know who's who's like to joke around, kid around at work. Some people are all about business. They don't like to joke around at all. So if you have somebody who's very serious, okay, very focused on, on career, don't like to do a lot of joking around, and you're kind of laughy, jokey, like to kind of socialize, guess what? You're vexing them, okay? You're causing problems in a relationship. Or you could have some people who like to socialize. Excuse me. They like to have, you know, like to talk about business and be about business, but guess what? They like the little social aspect of it. 
And if you're totally on business, they're like, hey, what's wrong with this guy? What's wrong with this lady? You know, they can't even talk about the bowls. They can't even talk about uh, family a little bit, okay? So they're like, hey, this guy's kind of strange. I don't feel comfortable around him. The team doesn't feel comfortable because you're not kind of, you're not fitting in with the crowd. So understand understand the coworker dynamics of that, you know. Does everybody go out to lunch? I've been to companies like that, you know. Half the crew, everybody goes out to lunch together, okay. And, you know, that may or may not be a thing, but you may have to go that every once in a while to show, hey, you know what, I, you know, for whatever reason, I like to eat, I like to read it during my lunch hour, I like to do work during my lunch hour, I like to talk to my wife or my husband during the lunch hour, but, you know, once a month I can go out with you guys, hey, I'm still part of the team, okay. And that, you have to kind of manage that dynamic. So you have to know who your coworkers are. Okay. Also, from knowing your coworkers, understand who is trustworthy. Okay, in terms of sharing information. Okay, who can you tell information to? Um, maybe discuss uh, an issue with. Want to get some feedback on that your business, your business, or even your question is not going to be all out there. Okay, you're starting with a, you know, with a, a new team. You're asking, hey, hey, Joe, hey, uh, this question, what, what's what's important to the boss? You know. How does he feel? How does he handle this? And that person goes right to the board. Hey, boss, Darren was asking about how you feel, what's important, and the boss is sitting down with you. Hey, if you want to know how I feel, how come you just don't talk to me? Like, oh, shock. I was just trying to be social. I was trying to, hey, make a connection. So you have to be careful, right? Understand who can uh, effectively have a conversation with you without not sharing all, all the information that you're, hey, Darren's asking about this. He wants to know about that. Who can you share that information with in a good working relationship, okay? These are all very, very, very important things we got going on, okay? So you got knowing your boss, okay? Knowing your company, okay? Knowing um, your coworkers, okay? And also know your know your own personal value. Let me get into this. Know what your corporate values are. As a, What do you hold important? Because some people come to um, to a new job place, and they don't really know who they are and they kind of get caught, tossed around like a fish, okay? You have to know who you are as a person, okay? Do you Are you the type of person that gives everybody the benefit of the doubt? You know what? I hear people talking, uh, this, this guy's a poor performer, he's a backstabber, but you know what? I'm going to evaluate it for myself, okay? I'm going to look into it, evaluate it myself, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and see, okay? Maybe that's the way you are. I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. You know, some people are... I believe in empowering my employees. You know, I'm only as good as myself empowering my employees. So, you know, I raise up by raising everybody up. Maybe that's your value, okay? Some people are like, you know what, every man for himself, you know, I'm about every every man for himself. i got to make sure I'm achieving my goals. It's your responsibility to reach, reach your goal. I'm going to hold you accountable, but I'm not going to necessarily be the one empowering trying you to move yourself to the next level. you got to do that. That may be your value, Okay. Some people value is the company is always right, okay? No matter what, hey, I'm on the company side. That may be your thing. Or someone say, you know what? Right is right is wrong is wrong. If the company's in the wrong, guess what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sign with it, okay? I'm not gonna sign that document saying we did something and we really did not do something. I'm not gonna sign something to say we manufactured this and it was inspected. It really wasn't inspected. How many times does that come up, okay? Where companies are getting sued because. They put up poor quality and somebody signed off on something that said it was in met spec and it really did it. okay? So you need to know where you stand at because guess what? These things can happen and come up where it puts you to the test, put your values to the test. You need to understand where you stand at. Okay, you know what? My boss is telling me I need to sign off on this. Hey, we need to, we need to make production. We have customer needs. 
we need to sign off for this and let this thing go. Are you willing to sign off on that? Say, you know what? I know we got we're gonna lose we may lose some money, but guess what? I in my conscience, my corporate core values, I can't sign off on this knowing this is a bad product and put it out there. I, I can't do it. You just know who you are. Okay? Know who you are. So we went through that, knowing who you are. Excuse me. I also focus on I think you should let people know your company, your boss, who you are. Okay? It's important to as you know, in any relationship it's give and take, right? You're giving, they're taking, they're taking, you're giving. It's a give and take, sharing information. As you're obtaining, learning about their values and what they care about, they should be learning about you and what you care about, okay? So you know what? Who are you? You know, you're married, single. It's okay to share that type of information. Again, it's after you're hired, after you're working. You know, there's some laws about asking those types of questions during the interview process. Now we're talking about that. So really, after you're hired and you're starting to meet, meet people and stuff like that, it's okay to tell you, yeah, I'm married, got a couple kids, or I'm single, I'm social, things like that. Let people know who you are. It puts, you know, you're not just um, someone filling a role, but now you're actually, you're Darren. You're you're a person. You know, he's married with children. I understand him, okay? It puts it, you put a face to it, a, a more emotion to it, okay? Let people know what your hobbies are, okay? It's sporty, you know, you're in, in a, so sports, you're in a basketball league, volleyball league. You're into hobbies. Um, let, you're into gardening, you know. Let people know that. So, oh, okay, it's gardening season. So I know he's going to be getting, uh, he or she's going to be getting things for the garden. I know they're into, into really into, into football. They're going to have season tickets at the Bears or whatever sport thing. Hey, they know you're going to be going out for that, okay? So let them get a chance to know you. On, on a career-specific role, let them know what your goals are, where you want to be, okay? Let them know, especially your boss, right, where you want to be in two to three years, and then also where you want to be in the next five to ten years. You know, two to three years, kind of what do you see? What do you see as your next position? Okay, do you want to continue in the same track that you're on and just move up one level? Do you want to get some uh, career growth? You know, you used to be in um, uh, handle a certain group of customers. Now you want to try a different group of customers. Um, you used to be in uh, manufacturing. You want to move over to sales. You used to be in sales. You want to move on manufacturing. Okay, so let them know that. And with with that next step, also to, again, where do you want to be in five or ten years? You know, I want to I want to move from sales to manufacturing because one day I want to become a vice president. So I want to get that breadth of growth, that breadth of knowledge, so I understand it. Okay, or you know what? I don't really want to move laterally. I want to continue in my technical track. I want to continue in my sales track. I don't want to, you know, uh, move over to be a vice president over an entire division. I just want to simply focus on sales. Let them know that. So when opportunities come up, your boss, who you have a good relationship with, you're knowing how he communicates, he knows who, what you're about, okay, and opportunity comes up, he said, you know what, you, I, have, I have a perfect candidate for this position, okay. I didn't mention it, but travel, Okay. You know, you can let them know if, if you're interested in traveling or you're not available for travel regarding work, okay, or you're not available to relocate or you are willing to relocate. So a position comes up, hey, you know what, it's a great job, but it's down in Texas. But you know what, I know my guy and my girl, they are serious about moving up in the career. They're okay with, with uh, relocating. I'm going to put their name on for that bid. Hey, I think this person will be the perfect candidate for that, okay. But if your boss doesn't know who you are, doesn't know what you value, what you're about, that you've got kids that started school and you don't want them to switch schools, so you're not really interested in relocating, they put your name down there for a relocating position, 
now they're offering you, hey, we really think you'd be the per- perfect person for this job. And they say, you know, I, I can't because I'm not willing to relocate. It makes your boss look bad. Hey, how come you put Darren's name on that and he's not willing to relocate? How come you didn't tell me that you want you, you didn't want to relocate? It makes your boss look bad. It looks, makes you makes you look bad. I mean, you and your boss don't have a good communication together, and now it puts everybody in a funny stance. And now guess what? Now you can kind of move on to the fast track. And now, oh, you know what? We're kind of almost in the in the blackball area because he can't he or she can't communicate with their manager, explaining who they are and what they want for their track. Okay, in terms of their career track. So these are all very very important things, folks as you build your relationships with your coworkers, with your boss, and in your company, okay? So we, have, we covered a lot of bases here, and uh, everybody's different, okay? Definitely if you have any questions or you want specific uh, details of how to handle situations, recommend you give the office a call. Um, love to sit down with you and go through that with you. Again, the office number is 630-428-2344, 630 Two three four four, and you know, as with corporate relationships, you know, you get into the social side of it, the dating side of it, um, how to handle performance reviews, how to handle someone you don't get along with, someone uh, those type of dynamics, and hopefully maybe down the road we can get into some of those also. But hopefully it gives you a good foundation on how to build successful relationships in the work environment. Okay, thanks, folks. We wish you have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Have a great week, guys. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.